Monsters. These discoveries help to lead Maddie into her new understanding of what monsters really are. One important realization for Maddie, and for the reader, is that there is no need to go chasing after mythical monsters when real ones exist. As Maddie experiences the war for real, she realizes that Hitler and his Nazis are more terrible than the Loch Ness Monster could ever be. On a more personal level, a human monster rears his ugly head in the form of Rory, one of the military lumberjacks. Rory, who is dating Meg, is a mean-spirited from the start, harassing Hank and Ellis for not being in the military and glowering at Meg when he does not like what she says. When he finally explodes, Maddie tries to help Meg, whose graphically described beating she witnessed. Maddie has experienced cruelty in the form of innuendo, indifference, and mocking, but nothing like this. On top of that, when she regains consciousness, Meg, like so many battered women, tries to put the blame on herself for provoking Rory. Maddie later realizes that she often has done the same for Ellis, trying to take blame on herself for the way he behaves. She sees that Ellis has elements of monster about him, in the way he has used and deceived Maddie, and in his threats to have her committed. She discovers, too, that he has even been stealing Meg's morphine while she was fighting to recover from the beating. From these episodes, Maddie learns that, in order to cope with monsters, she must stand strong for herself and do everything she can to counter them, whether it is helping to serve the soldiers at the inn, trying to fight off Rory with a poker, or breaking away from Ellis and Hank. She has come to see them as a two-headed monster that has deceived her about their attachment to each other and used her as a pawn or plaything. This becomes crystal clear when Ellis admonishes her for putting away her own clothes, and she sees his nasty mother's face on him, and when he stands outside her door demanding she come to dinner, threatening to send for a doctor because she must be crazy if she is defying him. He, too, is imprisoning her. It is possible that the Loch Ness Monster came into existence by feeding on this evil. In joining the community at Drum the Droshit, Maddie accepts the magical legends that come with it, such as the old woman called the Kaunag, who appears in the woods to foretell a death and, of course, the monster itself. She also learns the history of the Highlands that both helps her understand the people and gives readers a view of the economic and political repression that followed the failed rise against the English rule in the 18th century. The evolving Maddie finds herself siding more and more with the Scots, and not the aristocratic Philadelphians, represented by Ellis and Hank, who look down on them. Though she and Angus have a castle to live in when they marry, they turn it into a rehab center for soldiers something Ellis, his parents, and Maddie's parents could have never understood. A Wealth of Names Most of the characters, but particularly Maddie and Ellis, have been given names that represent their personalities in politics and give insight to these major themes. The name Maddie combines the two things that Maddie fears most, becoming mad, like her mother, and dying as Vivian did. The death and devastation of the war also terrify her. As for her surname, Pennypacker says exactly what Hank and Ellis were thinking when they made sure to keep Maddie around by flipping a coin to see who got the chore of marrying her. Her father's wealth guarantees that she packs plenty of pennies. Ellis Hyde, meanwhile, has a patrician-sounding first name 
that evokes preppy clothing to the modern ear, as in the international clothing company Perry Ellis, and a surname straight out of the classic story Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like the fictional Mr. Hyde, Ellis has two very different sides, and his Dr. Jekyll variant is angry, mean, and dangerous. Ellis's direct opposite, Angus, has a first name that symbolizes their differences. Angus means both strong and singular, the only choice, which is exactly how Maddie sees him. The senior Hydes and Penny Packers, meanwhile, have appropriately upscale names. Colonel Whitney Hyde, Edith Stone Hyde, Dr. Ernest, and Vivian Pennypacker. While in contrast, the folks Maddie comes to love in Scotland go by simple names such as Meg, who never does get attached to a surname, and Bob the Bobby.